Welcome to the Love is Viral show. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, the founder and CEO of Live Media and the creator of the Live Pocket Coach on the Apple App Store. Our premise at Live is simple. A healthier you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. Our guests include neuroscientists, therapists, professors, coaches, authors, yogis, speakers, entrepreneurs, and those who believe that a bigger, better life can be found at the intersection of mindfulness and science. Join me as we nerd out with a little bit of soul. The Love is Viral show is a live media production. Donna Carlson breaks the rules intentionally. She believes in having a strategy for life and business, but allowing your vision and rhythm for creation to take the wheel. Donna is the founder of 360 Life Strategies, a business and life strategy coaching company focused on helping individuals create an inside-out strategy. In this episode, we discuss how strategy extends far beyond your business plan and why you should get clear on your own internal talk, why it is so valuable to understand your own rhythms and allow yourself to break the rules, the importance of a coach or mentor, and why we must pepper our words with love. Let's dig in. Hi, this is Jeanette Schneider with the Love is Viral show, and I am here today with Donna Carlson. She is the coach and founder of 360 Life Strategies. Thank you for joining me today. Great to be here, Jeanette. Absolutely. So we are in unprecedented, I think everyone's tired of that word, weird times, strange <laughs> times, new times that I'm very positive are going to lead to like huge growth and opportunity. Right. And I'm so curious, I, I want to dig into... Um, the, the why behind your company, and one of the things that I'm noticing, and I guess I'll just dig right into this straight off the bat, is we have a lot of people who are putting their goals into our app who want to find their new calling. Yeah. They're looking to start their own business. They're wanting, but a lot of the things I see are like, what's my marketing plan? What's my business strategy? And what's my this? And what's my that? And it sounds like you've got some thought as to how that will and won't work based on your own experience. So tell me your why and what that means to you when you hear that. Yeah, absolutely. The the, um, whole concept of a strategy is, um, to me, just living in a very deliberate, intentional way. And 360 means um, we're taking a look at life from the perspective of your spirit, soul, and body, the whole thing. Um, I use the analogy of a chocolate chip cookie. If I offered you a chocolate chip cookie and you said, yeah, and I handed you a bag of flour, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. So um, the the reason that I created 360 Life Strategies um, dates back to my own childhood, growing up without a whole lot of guidance, um, Mm -hmm. orphaned at the age of 13. And, um, trying to find my way in life by asking questions and, and getting, you know, a step-by-step guide from different mentors throughout my lifetime. When I um, got a little bit further along in years and my daughters started to um, grow up, I realized um, there is really no formal training on how to navigate uh, life when you don't have um, a, a road guide. Um, you don't have a mom to call. You don't have a dad to say, how do I do this? And um, what I learned through my own journey years after I was um, orphaned as a teenager, I learned that 
I was operating in a mindset like an orphan would operate, feeling abandoned, not accepted, um, not knowing how to negotiate in certain business scenarios, not knowing how to handle toxic behaviors at work. And the more I started to talk about these things, I realized many people have been orphaned in one way or another emotionally, if not physically. And I could even wager that 80 to 90% of people have been neglected in some way with regard to how to navigate um, stress. And this is a really good time to talk about how our, our brains go crazy when we're in stress or we're in fear because we're afraid of getting sick and we're afraid. I just would told you earlier, I was talking with someone who doesn't want to meet me for coffee because he's still not ready to go to a restaurant yet. And I'm like, wow, I am so past that. I didn't even think that people are still there, but they are. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have to really rethink um, what I'm going to do about that um, in terms of my approach to business And I have my own strategies to stay healthy. It's part of my whole 360 strategy to remain uh, alert. But specifically to your question about the, the ability to reinvent in the midst of a crisis like this, we have incredible um, gifts and abilities. And I think this crisis is going to create an an on-ramp for so much creativity and um, innovation that we've never imagined, never would have imagined if we hadn't had this crazy um, stay-at-home order and all those um, just aberrations to life. But if we create the next normal um, completely out of our cerebellum, if if we're just creating a good idea that's nothing but intellect and it has nothing to do with our heart and our, our actual hardwired drivers. It's going to feel like being against the wind. Um, That's the definition of striving. Striving when you look it up in the dictionary is, is defined as the aimless beating against the wind. So you can work really hard to put a business strategy in place But if you don't have your whole life strategy aligned so that you know exactly why you're doing what you're doing and you know that you're motivated from your heart and not your head, then um, it's a game changer. (laughs) I love that because I think there's so many people who there's so much there's so many advertisers out there, right? Who are like, I've cracked the code to get this many followers. I've cracked the code to get this many, this, I know marketing. I know X, I know. And what I see is people saying, I need to reinvent myself, but looking to these now, how do I fill in the gaps here? And how do I understand? And it sounds like they need to go a little bit deeper than that and kind of say, okay, how am I going to show up? What do I believe in? What do you think like the first kind of um, like if someone was sitting down and taking notes from this conversation and they were like, I need to, to move forward, reinvent myself, think through a strategy or get to a business strategy, what should the first point in their life strategy look like? Well, first of all, examine your life and, and find out what is that one thing that you have overcome that no one else can teach like you can. And that could be a business solution, but usually our mess becomes our message. We mm-hmm. learn to give out of whatever we have um, 
overcome ourselves. And um, it, in some cases, people can create a, a really sound business strategy when they're following, you know, a, a set of rules that um, they're just, you know, kind of laws of business operation that that can make a, a, a positive strategy. But they can end up working in a business that doesn't actually feed their soul at all. So a lot of those people who even become um, very successful end up going back to recreate that life for themselves that's born in their heart. Mm -hmm. So asking yourself, what would I really like to see different in the world? Or what is it that I have overcome that I can help somebody else overcome? That's when you're going to start to operate at a heart level and engage people based on the real change that they're seeking mm -hmm. and not just some superficial formula. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think, I mean, anyone who's been in any type of corporate environment, even if you're successful, like you can love money oh so much, right? Like at some point in time, you're like, I have security, but there's been soul loss, right? And I remember seeing that in my corporate career, there were people who were like, but look how much money I have and look at the house and look at this, but they're unhealthy. They're working so many hours that they can't take care of their bodies. They're physically, there's physical ailments that are starting to manifest. And there's all of these things that are coming because there's like, there's not that true connection um, to what it is that makes them feel good from the inside. It's just for the security, for the money, for the whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that there's something, one of the things I've also noticed too, though, is, and you made a good point, like if you're past, you have old stories, if, if you don't become actively aware of them, and I used to believe that you'd have to go through this whole catharsis, right? Yeah. Where you needed to like break your soul open and go through all of your past trauma. And through some of my most recent endeavors, I'm learning that learning to be very aware of negative thoughts as they come into your mind, even as you're starting to create your business. Are you saying things like, I can't do this. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm talented enough. I don't know if I'm this. Like those are kind of like your short wire, hey, there's your there's some of the stuff that you need to pull out. And not necessarily, and sometimes people do have had significant trauma go to their origin story, right? And yeah. some need to get into the mindset of I've got to rewire this this thought completely. So I'm curious, like from your perspective, when you have people that you're you're coaching or you're walking through this and they're saying things like, I don't know if I can do it, like what do you what do you say to them? Of course you can't. <laughs> if you say it. What did Henry Henry Ford say? Where you think you can or think you can't, either way you're right. Yeah. You you are probably not going to accomplish something if you're convinced that you can't do it. And if you um, really to, to be successful, you have to envision yourself doing it right. Mm. And that's how you move forward knowing this is who I am. And I have different exercises that I do with my coaching clients that help them to recognize the lie. When I start to think I'm this, or when I, when I expect myself to act this way or to respond like I did in the fifth grade, um, these are the things that we're not. And then in the right-hand column, um, I always transpose that into, here's what I look like when I'm operating my best gifts. Here's how I talk. Here's how I dress. Here's how I hold myself. Um, here's how I decide what I'm going to eat today, because I know that certain foods will actually take all of the blood from my brain and put it in my stomach and I'm not going to be able to 
make thoughts happen the way that they need to. That is so funny because I literally chose an orange over a Pop-Tart before we got on because I was like, an orange will be hype vibe. A Pop-Tart's probably not the best decision right now. So that's so funny that you said that because I was like, what's going to be the thing that's going to nourish me and not make me crash? Exactly. And and it doesn't mean that we can't ever have a Pop-Tart. I have a system now. There are certain foods I love, but I'm only going to have them on the weekend when I'm not making business decisions or trying to have a coherent conversation with anyone other than my dog or the people who <laughs> Because dog loves you anyways. He loves me anyway. And especially if I have food that I might accidentally drop on the floor, For all sure. the better. But um, on a daily basis, um, I've learned from, from my brain to operate at its best. I really don't take in a lot of calories during the day. Mm. Um, I drink a lot of water and I do drink coffee because coffee is important to me, but I don't put any sugar in it. I don't put any milk in it. Um, so I have certain things that work for me. And the reason why I just landed on the name 360 Life Strategies is that um, I have tried so many different regimens for having energy, eating better, losing mm-hmm. weight, all the things. And I finally realized, okay, first of all, when you're focused on a diet or focused on an exercise plan, you're focused on the plan and not really on the outcome. And just like we were talking about the fact that when I want to, um, to create a reality in which I'm successful in making a lot of money or, or, or doing something meaningful uh, that will actually move the needle for the world, I have to imagine myself there. I want to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. And if I focus on where I want to go, if I have a strategy that has an end in mind and I can envision what I look like when I'm doing that, when I'm successful, then I'm going to make choices every day with regard to my exercise, with regard to what I wear, mm-hmm. with regard to what I put on my face and what I put in my mouth that's going to get me to that goal. And my strategy is not going to be the same as yours. There are probably things you can eat that may mess with my system. There are probably things that I can eat that your system would actually say no. (laughs) And um, I don't think it's fair for people to prescribe food rules or exercise rules for other people. You have to know yourself, Mm -hmm. create a strategy that's going to get you to that line and not anybody else's plan. It's so funny that you say that because like I truly believe in mindfulness and the idea that you have some type of mindfulness baked into your day. And like there's a lot of proof that starting your day in this mindfulness activity. But I think sometimes we almost kind of like prescribe it yeah. as in like, well, it has to be a morning ritual and it has to look like this and it has to be this. And if you do this, it's going to – and there's scientific – there's science behind it, right? You can understand it. But what I'm even learning as we're shifting some of the things within our company is that – when I am best on video and when I create well, it's a different time of day than I thought it was. Yeah. And I've noticed that like if I do a certain type of exercise, I can write better after I do that type of exercise. So even though my partner, my boyfriend is like, if you get up at this time and you do this every single day and da, 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 and I'm learning, I perform better depending on the day, the whatever my, what, I can't remember what it's called when it's like your internal clock. Yeah, circadian rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I put in 
in my body and then how I decompress. Like some mornings I'm realizing, depending on what I have that day, like maybe I need to do my exercise in the morning because then that helps me be more creative. But on the days that I'm recording, I need to go for my walk in the afternoon because it helps me decompress. Exactly. It's just so fascinating. So I love that you do that. You know your cycles. And um, I'm giving myself even the flexibility to know that my morning routine might vary based on what I need to do that day. And it's okay. There's forgiveness for not doing the same thing at the same time every day. In fact, I think I've held myself captive by certain expectations that were not really life-giving rhythms. They were just rules that I made. Not only is Live Like a Life Coach in your pocket, but we have coaches in 3D as well. With our most recent upgrade, you can sign up for one-on-one coaching with a person on the phone who will hold you down, hold you accountable, and offer you perspective as you build your big, bad, beautiful new life. Apple users can sign up for our Premium Plus plan through the app or check out our next level and mastery options at loveisviral.com forward slash coaching. Android users, we haven't forgotten about you. Live coaching is available to you as well. Just reach out to us at dearlive at loveisviral.com and we'll fill you in on all the ways Live can create with you. Live Pocket Coach, welcome to your life. Mm, that hit me because I was thinking that when I was driving, like after I dropped my daughter for camp, I was like, why do I feel so bad that I did not follow the rules this morning? And I'm like, maybe it's just the intention that if I get this activity done, then it's okay. It doesn't matter when mm-hmm. it was. I love that. Yeah. In, intentional rule breaking. I think <laughs> the natural part of, of who I am and right. my poor family, they know. That. <laughs> um, it, it's funny now that my daughters are all older, I, I get called on the carpet a lot more because they'll see me breaking rules and I'll say, no, sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to live by those rules. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. They're learning how to, to do some rule breaking of their own. Maybe that's a title of my next book. I don't know. I love that. Well, and I was actually, as you're talking, I was like, the episode's going to be called like intentional rule breaker or something like that. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's, well, it's, it's a fascinating kind of way to not only live life now on purpose, right? Because we yeah. are in this we've had this great pause where everyone's starting to really get clear on what's important to them. Yeah. What I've noticed is I'm like away from certain, like I, I'm a lot more in like eating intuitively and trying to do instead of forcing. And mm-hmm. maybe that provides our children a little bit more of a model for flexibility. True. As long as eating intuitively doesn't mean the whole bag of Oreos Carbs. because <laughs> feel right at the time. Right. So I learned that too. There there was a period of time when I was eating intuitively and it was like, no, (laughs) got to combine that with, uh, with understanding how our body reacts to food Yeah, and that our emotional state will impact how our digestion works. Um, and all of those things also impact how our brain is working. And when we feel like the brain is not processing fast or fast enough, Maybe it's time to go for a walk or maybe Mm -hmm. it's time to take a nap. We have to just be intuitive, certainly, about listening to what's going on in our bodies. Yeah, I love that. And I think it also provides us, you know, some people are just, they're more into routines and that works for them because of the way their brains work, 
right? Some people who have, you know, their schedule maybe not as nine to five or they have variations of um, creative. I've learned that you can't schedule create creativity. No. Like if as a writer, I'm like, that, that doesn't work for me. No, I'm, I'm, I have a couple of books going at the same time and it's crazy, but I will wake up on a morning and, and feel a certain inspiration for a particular book. Something will come to mind and I can't um, not write that because I'm supposed to be working on this other book or this article or this blog post right now, I have to follow where the inspiration is. And if I sit down to work on anything and there's no inspiration and I feel like it's nothing but striving, all I think about is that aimless beating against the wind, the feeling that you get if you're biking against the wind uphill. It's just probably a good idea to get off the bike and take a break because you're not going to get very far. Yeah. I didn't know that that was the definition of striving. And I really, I like that because I think a lot of times we do that in our businesses, right? I remember looking for the correct social media strategy, which I still haven't figured out because I've spent my, I just started twitching as I said, social media, social media has continually been one of the most, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the most stressful part of all of it because I'm like, I want to look like this and I just want to be, you know, authentic. And then you have all of these advisors around you who are like, but then that doesn't convert. And then you need this. And you need, I'm like, oh my God. I know. Um, I know. And it's, it's frustrating. And I think that it's, um, it's just, it's interesting f- for us to really kind of say, okay, well, what doesn't feel good about this? Well, and you know what? I think it's really smart, Jeanette, to reassess frequently. Mm. Um, the reason when I, when I have women at a life strategy design retreat, and they're thinking, well, I don't know what my one goal in life is. And I said, that's okay. What's, what is a strategy for the next 30 days or the next six months? There's something you need to, 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 to pull apart in order to be intentional about this next season of your life. And if you've just graduated your youngest child from high school, then you need to create a strategy for the new normal that's going to hit you in the fall when they go to college. There's, there's always a new next And um, the reason I'm so serious about living intentionally is because for so long, I was just so happy to be alive that I just, I felt like I survived on a day-to-day basis, but I didn't really have a plan. Mm. I didn't have an end goal or something I wanted to accomplish. So therefore, every new um, job opportunity was just like, well, okay, I was comparing you know, benefits and and salary, but I wasn't thinking about where I want to be. And if you're creating a life strategy and you know that part of this outcome requires that you get this experience, you'd be willing to take a a peanut job in order to get this experience or connection with a Mm -hmm. community. And that's what it means to have a strategy. It's about not just going after something for the pure ticket value, then understanding where you want to be and carving that path toward that outcome. Oh, that's, that's so good. What do you think the value is in visualization? Oh man, I really underestimated how valuable visualization is because I thought it's just dreaming, right? But it's very different, especially in, in meditation. If you're using visualization, um, you are building that reality. Mm. And as long as in your um, visualization, if you're stuck, 
thinking about all your mistakes, you're building that reality too. You're creating your life, whether you're creating the life you want or creating the life that sucks that you're living in right now. And for so many years, I created my, um, my reality according to my fears. And it took me years to learn how to bust out of that. That's so important for people to really understand because I think we spend so many, so much of our time um, shaming ourselves, right? Shaming ourselves for things that we did in the past or the way we messed up or because of a past mistake, we worry that we can't step into this new opportunity as opposed to actually moving into that visualization. Every major athlete, every huge motivational speaker, they all visualize prior to, and not just in the moment right before they go on the stage or before they hit the court, but they visualize that win or that shot or that speech so many times over that it's, it's almost like it creates like a, like an energetic confidence um, that because they've already seen themselves do well. Yeah. Well, you've heard athletes talk about that. Yeah. They, they visualize themselves making the shot. Yeah. My daughter plays golf. She visualizes that ball. She visual, she imagines the resonance of the golf club hitting the ball and seeing where it goes. And the same thing with a softball bat. We were just talking about what it feels like to hit a home run. There's a resonance. And, and a, good, a good athlete can envision and really feel what that feels like. And, you know, it's funny that we forget in our visualization that feeling is just as important as building that image in your head. Mm. Not only do you envision what it looks like, you feel what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It, it's living in that feeling of what it feels like that it actually becomes true. It's interesting. It's like, I feel like that's something that you almost have to, ha- you ha- have to practice on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So if you're, especially if you're building a business, because as an entrepreneur, I completely understand, especially with coronavirus, the like, oh, hell, what's, what am I, what are we doing next? What's the pivot? Yeah. What, like, how are we handling this? And you could operate from that place of fear. I have to actively talk myself into the future of, of what I, I envision and what I see. And right. I have a lot of people like, how are you doing? How are you going to make payroll? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And I'm like, please stop asking me questions. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know what I mean? It's almost like I need in my mind to see that future. And I think any business owner does right now. These things are so strange. And I think anyone that's creating the business, um, there's there's definitely there's definitely the work that has to be done. A friend of mine and I were talking about this recently because we're both really good at visualizing the future. And she's like, I visualize this amazing thing. And then I forget my company's not there yet. So I have to do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Well, it, um, I, I know I just took this new assignment and um, I, I stepped into it visualizing what the outcome was going to be, but yeah, the day to day, it feels like I'm in a, um, it just hailed here last night and those tiny little marble sized hail balls, you know, it feels like I'm up to my neck in marbles like that. It just, it feels like I have to move so slowly to try to make something happen because that end picture is so crystal clear. Um, I forgot that I've got to somehow impart that vision to all the other people that I need to make it happen. Mm, Yeah. That's so much harder. That's why we need help. And honestly, you know, when it comes to making that vision come true, um, I have to say that 
I've become a big believer in finding one mentor and, and following that, that guide. Mm-hmm. And you might end up at the end of this period of time, you might end up saying, thank you very much. Now I'm going to go work with this mentor. But I think sticking with one mentor at one time is so important because um, in, in my mind, um, working with someone who has already demonstrated that the path works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I've spent a whole lot of money in building my own business, working with multiple mentors and um, hoping to piece together a plan. And it ended up being a mess. And I committed to myself that I would always help people to find the right mentor to, to help them carve the path that's right for what they're building. Yeah, I actually, I've been working with an executive coach for about three years and he's amazing. He's given me so much. I don't think I would be where I am had I not grown my confidence through our interactions and getting really clear and, and all of that stuff and having someone outside be so objective right. and crystalline, crystalline in the way that he kind of communicates with me. And it's like very kind, but firm. Yeah. Um, and then I had won these free coaching sessions um, that I took a couple of them. And finally I emailed the coach and I was like, Hey, I feel like this is redundant. It, like I've already, I'm already on this path. And like, even though these are free, gift them to someone else. Like this doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I think that was so valuable about having someone in your life that you work with as like your specific mentor or whatever. But I also have a lot of advisors. I have a lot of people who have very specific skill sets that match specific areas of my business. So I have a friend who's a CFO and CPA. So if I'm struggling on the numbers, I can call him and he's like, I've got you. What do you need? And he'll send me his calendar link and let me book an hour of his time. I have another friend that's an author and they're like, let me look over your, your wording. I have someone else who's a therapist who can look over some of our coaching stuff. So it's, it's nice to have that person that holds you accountable. But I also think it's really important to also find people that you trust that specialize in certain areas um, yeah. who can help you. I think that that's been such a huge boost to my, well, and especially to the length of time it takes me to make a decision. Right. Right. I know. Um, so you're on a good path. Um, I think it's really smart to, to stick with one voice of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What do you, as far as, um, as far as this platform is concerned, like I, I know that you know the name of it is Love is Viral. And so the whole premise of the platform is that um, we want to uh, make love go viral. And so I'm curious from your perspective, like how are you either doing that every day or what would you advise other people to do in order to make that happen? Oh, I love it. I, you know, I love the name of your app. And when you were on my podcast, I was so excited about sharing um, this whole concept of making goodness viral. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're working on an epidemic kindness campaign Mm -hmm. in the town where I am right now. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a community. I can't remember where in Colorado that has signs in the yards saying um, the only thing stronger than a virus is hope. So the, the concept of creating a, a, a viral effect, an epidemic effect, is that um, it spreads naturally uh, through natural means. And, and we're, you know, in, in the case of spreading love, you know, we 
have to like blanket and like pour love over our words um, in order to in, envision what that positive outcome is. You know, um, we, we can't just live love in little candy heart messages. It, it has to really be poured out. And, and that's what I love about your app. And I love about the, the synergy with life strategies, because you got to be strategic. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn to live um, a, a, and create an epidemic of love in your environment. Uh, you've got to pepper everything you do with caring about the other person, caring about the outcome, caring about what really is hurting or um, burdening somebody else's heart in order to carefully choose the right words. It's hard. It's a lot easier just to be honest than it is to love. <laughs> that's true. And that's a conversation. It sounds like I probably need to have with my daughter soon. <laughs> Cause she's like, mommy said to always tell the truth. I'm like, well, <laughs> let's be cautious about that. Um, I love that. And I think it's, it's so important that we're aware of the power of our words and our language I think sometimes we use them as if they're just simple. They're just tic-tacs. We just throw them around like we can get some more at the store. And we don't really think of the fact that they are seeds. And I think that really paying attention to the, the words that we use, and even when we're having moments where we have to establish boundaries or have to really um, make a stand about something, being aware of the energy and the value of the words that we use, even in those moments. Um, I think that that's, that's a gift. If you can move people with your words in a way that they want to hear them and change as opposed to rally against them. I think that that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, so, well, I want to thank you for being on the show with me today. If anyone wants to follow you, where, th- where should they go? Well, the website is 360 Life strategies.com and um, on Instagram I'm Donna Carlson 360 on LinkedIn I'm Donna Carlson 360 and there is a 360 life strategies page on Facebook I love it thank you for joining me today I appreciate you thank you so much Jeanette go love yes everybody (laughs) go love Thank you so much for joining today. I loved everything about this conversation because it truly flowed. And I think that that's a great example of how to approach our life and our business strategies. Flow with them. You can learn more about Donna and her podcast, Women, Wine, and Leadership, where she tells the stories of everyday women doing extraordinary things in the world at 360lifestrategies.com. As always, please subscribe, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. We are always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at dearlive at loveisviral.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loveisviral.media or visit our website at loveisviral.com. Apple users, don't forget to give the Live Pocket Coach a try by downloading it for free for seven days. 